Welcome to the Empowered to Connect podcast, where we come together to discuss a healing-centered approach to engagement and well-being for ourselves, our families, and our communities. I'm J.D. Wilson, and I am your host. And today in the show, we've got longtime friend of the program, the one and only Dan Coley, is joining us to talk uh, with Mo Ottinger and myself about what to do when your past impacts your present uh, if you've been listening for the last few weeks, we are in a series we've entitled We're All Human and looking at just different components of what it means to be human uh, and just reminders for all of us of, of what that means. And so today we're going to talk about what to do uh, and kind of just kind of how it looks in life when our past impacts our present and maybe just uh, le- less of a prescriptive, here's what everyone should do and more of a descriptive, here's what we did uh, in this situation as an encouragement and, and hopefully um, some signs of a path uh, forward in those moments when you realize um, that's where you're at. And so Dan and Mo, both very vulnerable and just, um, you know, if you've, if you've listened to um, either of them talk before, you know that they do not come um, anything but completely from the heart and completely sincere every time they talk. And so it's just a joy to have uh, the two of them on today. And so uh, here they are now, Dan Coley and Mo Ottinger talking about what to do when your past impacts your present. Well, we're here today, um, as I said in the introduction, with Dan Coley and with uh, Mo Ottinger from ETC. And so, um, Dan, I want to start with just for people who um, don't know who you are, why don't we just kind of give give a context for who you are and let you introduce yourself. And then we'll we'll kind of refer to the last time. This is your second time being on with us. Or I guess third time because you and Terry were on too. And so, um, just, you know, an old regular now um, on, the, <laughs> on the podcast. And so, um, Dan, why don't you tell us a little about yourself and then we'll go from there. Oh, I thought you were going to introduce me. Um, I have to think. Um, who am I? Well, I guess in this context, I'm a, I'm a dad and a husband. Um, I'm a, uh, my wife and I have been married for, I think, 46 years. Uh, a whole lot longer than we haven't been. Yeah. And uh, I think we were 20 when we got married. And uh, anyway, we have nine children and 12 grandchildren and We've been uh, parenting for, you know, 44 of those 46 years that we've been married. And uh, about, uh, oh, I guess maybe 30, 25, 30 years ago, we started uh, fostering infants who, uh, whose birth moms had an adoption plan. And so we had these little babies coming through and staying with us and, you know, usually pretty short times, but that led to our uh, uh, hearts uh, really moving in the direction of adoption. And so five of our children have come into our family through adoption. And we, uh, without going into too much here, I guess, you know, I personally really hit a wall when uh, parenting got, got, really difficult, much more difficult than I had imagined. And uh, just skipping a whole lots of things and fast forwarding to, we met Dr. Purvis uh, and that led to some uh, knowledge around uh, trauma and the impact of trauma. And, um, you know, we were friends with uh, a couple, a family who uh, started Show Hope, Stephen Curtis, Mary Beth Chapman, and uh, and we were involved with them in, in the beginnings of uh, Show Hope, uh, an organization that exists really to come alongside families and and to uh, uh, preserve and uh, you know give life to families uh, on the adoption journey, and so. We uh, uh, fast forward to here, and you know, I, in, in the midst of all that, I spent thirty something years uh, working for the electric co-op here okay. <laughs> where I live, and uh, I had a long career there. Spent the first few years coaching and teaching. Thought that's what I'd do all my life. Realized I wasn't going to stay married if I did. It was. <laughs> way way too consuming of me and I just was very immature in my approach to it and learned a lot through that uh, and I think that's probably some of what we'll talk about today. 
Yeah, that's for me. sure. For sure. Awesome. Awesome. Um, if you've not listened to it yet, one of our uh, one of our first episodes was with Dan, and I think the title of it is The Power of Being Present, and um, Dan and Mo joined us for that one too, and uh, we like to joke with Dan about it. it. It is one of our most listened to episodes ever. Dan claims it's because he has multiple computers running the episode over and over in his house uh, to game the system. <laughs> and so uh, either way, thank you, Dan. Uh, but we, uh, You should go back and listen to that one. We'll, we'll put the link in the show notes um, uh, underneath if you want to go back and listen to that after, after this one. And then Mo, um, for the purpose of our conversation today, um, you know, I think you've shared your story a couple of times on here, of uh, your background, but maybe, maybe we'll kind of Lean into this conversation today and let, and let you kind of share more about yourself then, sure. uh, if that works. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so uh, last week, we had uh, Lisa Qualls and Melissa Corcom from the Adoption Connection on. And we, what we talked about was um, the idea of secondary trauma or blocked care where, um, you, you know, where we are um, ha- realizing we're having a hard time parenting or we've got... Um, these these blocks, for lack of a better term, in front of us that keep us from being fully there with our kids, parenting, and and kind of how to walk through that. What this what are the signs we're struggling with that? Um, that was also really great. We wanted to move today um, with the idea of kind of looking at trauma as an overarching um, theme. We wanted to look today at what happens when our past. Um, impacts our present. What do we do when we when we see our past starting to impact our present? And so. Uh, you know, Dan and Mo do like to joke around a lot, and um, which is why the three of us get along well. But for all you know, practical purposes, I'll say like the the ability to um, be vulnerable and, and real is is the reason that we have Mo and Dan um, on with us today. We want to talk about it specifically because uh, this does as a as a theme just very stereotypically, so very generally, and obviously not always. Uh, it tends to be something that for men. Um, can be a, a pretty big hurdle. Like how, how are we able to, um, you know, both be present, how are we able to kind of walk through and process stuff in our past, um, our feelings, where, knowing where we're at, um, and then just kind of knowing out of that knowledge how to then move forward and, and lead our kids in that same way. And so, um, guys, uh, I think maybe the best place for us to start would be like, you know, Mo, you, you've had a pretty busy week emotionally, right? And so I don't know if you want to kind of lead into when we first started talking about this topic, why you were, you know, excited isn't the right word, but why, why you felt like you wanted to be on today. And (laughs) so let's be honest. Uh, when you told me the topic, I, you know, um, I didn't want to be on. Um, (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So, I mean, I come in today, um, feeling super inadequate, um, to speak, um, I'm I'm still pretty raw and kind of my heart's kind of tender of uh it has been a week where um probably the last 10 days that a lot of my my stuff, my a lot of my trauma and past kind of got in the way of of mm. some things happening with one of my kiddos. And so and that just happened to be the child that we were sending off to college and <laughs> taking her and to move into the dorm. So there just seemed to be a lot hitting at one time. And so, you know, I, I step, I step into this, not as one that has mastered, not, not mm. one that is an expert, but one um, who uh, is giving himself grace, realizing that healing um takes time and, and, um, you know, I was blindsided by some of the things, some of the emotions and feelings that came over me this week. Um, and that's what kind of caught me off guard and, and kind of sent me spiraling, spiraling a little bit. Um, but I, I look, I now look at it 10 days past and think what a gift that I got invited into, you know, my child invited me not intentionally, not with a text message or a, an email or a call, but I got invited into just this healing journey for she and I that ended up, truthfully, as I drove away from Murfreesboro Sunday night, probably one of the, not one, the sweetest moments I've ever had with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And, and a pivotal, I would say, I think we will look back at a pivotal moment for both of us together and both of us individually. 
Now, that does not mean I'm sitting here with all things solved. There is right. still a lot of work ahead for both of us. But we went places and shared things. Um, we both did some courageous things and scary things and um, got real and honest and vulnerable and just went places that we've never gone. And so there's, there's a part of me that sits here today just um, super grateful. Um, but I almost missed that moment because of getting flooded with things from the past mm. and just missing out and, and my pride and my, um, yeah, I mean, this is not a counseling session for me, but, uh, I'm, I'm still processing. I'm processing a lot of, you know, why, why all the things unfolded the way they did. Um, and so, you know, I, we know that our, we know that our trauma gets in the way, right? We know that unresolved things can, can pop up and, and some are, some are like real easy. Um, you know, Tana on the podcast with Becca talked about, you know, some experiences when she was little around the swimming pool yeah, and how that that's carried forth with our kids being around the swimming pool and how she feels about that and, yeah. and the angst there. And mm. I mean, I've had the Heimlich maneuver done on me one time and it was when I was choking on a gobstopper and, you know, when we're in Florida and my kids are in the gas station all grabbing candy and my one child that grabs gobstoppers doesn't understand my dad's like, why is this a battle? And, and, but it comes flooding back, right? Cause yeah. that, there's, there's things that, that gobstoppers <laughs> have meant to me. And, yeah. and so, and that's trivial and, and funny little things, but like just examples of how some of those little traumas, the, the, the little things that just kind of, rear its head every day in parenting and us having to identify those and work through those. And, um, but then there's other things that are bigger and kind of what we'll call the big T traumas that, yeah. that, um, you know, also just are part of who we are and, and, and um, healing just doesn't happen overnight. And, there's a process to that. And so I'm also learning as a parent to give myself grace and, and um, just realize part, part of the journey that my, my kids have invited me on is a healing journey. And um, it comes in seasons. Yeah. This is a new one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, I want hey, to, can, yeah. can I ask? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so, Mo, I, I and it, uh, it it really uh, sort of generates in me this this feeling of of gratitude and and appreciation. But I also recognize that um, there's a, there's an awareness and a willingness that you bring to that or brought to that moment. 10 days ago, you know, whenever that was. And, and, and my question is, is around what, what would you say got you there to where you were aware enough and willing to, uh, to, to engage? You get the question? Yeah. 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 What, what, what made me aware to engage? I'll be honest. I didn't want to engage. And that, that's the part that I'm, you know, um, that I'm, you know, wrestling with is that, you know, I'm also processing um, just looking at in the past when I have been hurt and things have happened, like I've had to own the fact that, <clears throat> One is a nine if for any of those that are Enneagram folks, like I'm a nine. So I kind of, if it's hard, let me avoid it. Um, you know, some things kind of resurfaced in my mind and, and, and things this week that kind of took me back. I mean, I'm 50 and it took me back to 20 year old Mo 
was something that happened in college. And like, I just kind of suppressed that and pushed it down and moved on. And like, there I was in the driveway at my house feeling all those feelings again. And I've only had that feeling twice. It was back when I was 20 at tech. And then, and so there was this, if I'm, you know, just transparent over the course of the week, there was just some hurt and some things that happened between me and my daughter. And I'm not saying she intentionally hurt me. I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm processing why what was happening hurt me and hurt me so deeply. And so we had a sweet day dropping her off at school and really sweet. I mean, it was a precious time getting her moved into her dorm room, all those things. And that was on a Wednesday. We're supposed to drive back Sunday for convocation. And I just said, I can't do it. I can't do it. I need space. Like, and um, I'll, I'll see you, you know, if you come home for your birthday in September, or I'll see you at fall break or like, I, I didn't want to, but I, but I also had to begin to realize that's my track record. Like, I have a tendency to distance myself or avoid things. And um, truthfully, um, you know, we, we had dinner Friday night with some friends and I just fell apart at the table. Mm -hmm. And um, I said, man, I'm not, I'm not going back. I just, my, my heart can't take it. And uh, our sweet friend, she said, she looked at me. She, the expression on her face was like, you're an idiot. And uh, the question she asked me was, and why would you not be there for your daughter? And I, couldn't, I couldn't answer it. Mm. And it, it began to, to make me wrestle. And, and then she kind of took a jab and she knew she was, and she was being funny, but she said, aren't you like, aren't you part of an organization called Empowered to Connect? <laughs> like, isn't it at the, at the forefront of what you do about connection? And, um, but every, everything, I was in my way so much. Mm that um i mean and and i think that's my as i've you know as the charge to myself and as i as just to other parents and if i can just being a, a dad speaking to dads like there was this deep part of me that was like um all right if i'm gonna get hurt i'm gonna protect myself and uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to give you a space and I need space and I'm not going to push in. And, you know, like I said earlier, we, I ended up going and Sunday night when we drove away from there, it was, it was the defining, one of the defining moments with my daughter. And I would have missed that. I would have missed that if I didn't get out of my own way. And so I'm, I'm definitely not sitting here going, well, let me give you A plus B plus C. This is how I do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I basically had a friend call me out and um, I began to realize that at the end of the day, it is about the pursuit in this situation of my daughter. And yeah. I'm going to fight for that. And, and um, I think so often as parents, we can, um, I don't know. I, I think we, I th maybe it's because she's going away to school that there was just this deep, like there was this panic of like, I'm losing her and I'm going to lose her forever because, and, and I've pushed her away and all these sorts of things. So, I mean, I was, you know, when I, when I, I'm still in process, you know, for any counselor that's like listening, like I am like, I am like desperately needing to process all of this. So it's still yeah. fresh. It's still raw for me. I'm trying to figure out why I responded the way I do, but I will say this, that I would have missed out on one of the sweetest moments with my daughter. Um, if I would have, if I, if I wouldn't have gotten out of the way. So I am, I'm super grateful for friends i'm 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 not the most attuned human being and so i'm grateful to have those that help me um be a little more attuned. yeah well that's great and and just in a nutshell what i heard you say in response to what i asked was that you one surround yourself 
yourself with people who are speaking into um, you and you are not not just open to hearing you desire for them to be in relationship with you and 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 questioning you and processing with you and you um uh and and your priority is connection that's right uh, and and so when you recognize yourself move Moving away from being connected, you recognize that something's not right and you're open to um, and, and in pursuit of others who will help you uh, correct that. Um, I, I, that's where I want to be. And, you know, it's, it's the leap from complete unawareness of all that to being aware and then choosing again and again and again a connection. Right. Um, yeah. Powerful. Dan, I wonder when you, you referenced earlier that transition from teaching to coaching into the power company, um, and you said, I, I reckon we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, do you want to kind of talk through that transition and kind of what that meant for you as a husband and dad? Were, were you a parent yet at that point? I was. In fact, my wife, uh, we were we were expecting our second child, um, and uh, and our and we had a, a two year old, uh, well closer to three, I guess, and and um, you know, I I, I was uh, I, I'd grown up. Um, you know, my my history is um, this this profound influence early in my childhood of my dad when I was eight. So, in my early childhood, you know, at at age eight, my dad committed suicide. And it just had this profound uh, impact on me um, that I've spent a lot of years unraveling and coming to understand better. And, uh, and the, but the, the immediate impact was I, I was sort of driven into isolation and uh, separated myself um, mom didn't really know how to to respond how to love me I was an only child so it was just my mom and me and and so there was a lot of pain and and everything just turned inward for me and I uh, I, I really struggled and you know there, there's a lot to unpack there but but as it played forward you know sports, became my world mm -hmm. and and where I found some success. And, you know, I, I, I lived with this uh, uh, just overwhelming fear of abandonment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's pretty easy to connect the dots today looking back. But at the time, I was just looking for any way to, to please adults who were in authority over me, looking for acceptance from teachers to coaches. And it, it ultimately found its expression in coaches. And, and, and I was, you know, frankly, I, I was good at it because yeah. I was pretty athletic. And um, so so my my uh, my life, uh, sort of my hold on life, became uh, performance and uh, really hard work in this area of sports and in school, and uh, not a lot of genuine relationships and and the kinds of things that 
that we're beginning to talk about right now or, or that are that are central to parenting even. And so when, you know, when I couldn't play any longer, it just seemed right to go to coaching. And so I'm, I'm going into coaching at, you know, age 22, 23, and, and I've got these big plans and, and, and I'm just consumed by it. And, and I'm still seeking to please, you know, this guy who was my high school coach and I was coaching with him. And the plan was that I was going to take over for him. And, you know, there was a time when he was the winningest coach in the state and all of this and, you know, lots of success in, in, in terms of, you know, uh, the a worldly perspective of what sports offer. And, um, and it just was consuming me. And, and I felt this void with my wife and, and with my daughter and, and with this child that was coming. And I wanted to be connected to them. Um, I wouldn't even have used those terms like yeah. connected. But, but at the time, I knew this, this isn't working. I can't continue like this. And it just felt like a time bomb. And and um, I know I know that's that's pretty heavy the way I'm saying it, but it really was. And I, um, I I left coaching and and took a job uh, <laughs> with the electric company because I, I knew a guy there, and he said we have an opening, and you you'd be good at this, and you could do this. And anyway, uh, you know. I, I I changed careers and I've really looked back and I, I see that it was God's provision and, and God directing me in ways that I, I was totally unaware. And, um, and yet it, it, it really is profound when I look back um, at, at what that did to uh, kind of put me in a place uh for the Lord to really sort of capture my attention and, and, and steer me differently. Um, I, I'll stop there for the moment. Well, then, yeah. We, like, so you talk about wanting to be connected with them, wanting to be connected with your family and, and like that's present language to describe how you're feeling then. What, what started that process for you? Like when you, when you think back about like kind of doing the work to, mend to mend that situation and, and kind of rebuild relationships and all that what what was one of the things that or, or maybe kind of the the processes that that you put yourself in that helped start that well what's interesting um jd is i i i, I took several steps that were uh that, that had really good intentions, but were not, uh, but, but were a little misguided. Um, I, I knew that I needed to talk to someone and, and I knew that I needed to be um, more open and, and not just hold these things in. Mm-hmm. And I tried that with a couple of people and, it, and honestly, it wasn't great choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so this, this took longer than, than I'd like to think it would take for most people, um, <laughs> especially someone that I would have the opportunity to be sharing with now. I, I, I look back and, I, you know, I, I just didn't find someone trustworthy and who could hold what I, what I brought. And, um, you know, it, it, it felt dark. It felt, you know, look, this, this is all coming out of a story of, of, you know, my dad's suicide and, and it had caused me to be pretty reckless in my own, uh, thinking and in my, uh, decision-making and, um, Sometimes that served me well, but there was a lot of anger that was not healthy anger. And I didn't even understand 
you know, what really maybe healthy anger was. Mm. And, um, and, and, and the truth is, though, that that anger had, had served me well in sports, for example, especially football. Right. It's such a violent game. And, and, and I, would, I would take chances. And, you know, I was known as someone who would stick their face in a hornet's nest. And, you know, <laughs> that's kind of football language. But, you know, I, I was that yeah. guy. And, and I didn't realize that it had its roots in my story, in my history, and, and that it was not really a healthy thing. Yeah. And, and so uh, we were, you know, Terry and I were committed to working hard, uh, committed to our relationship, committed to our marriage, committed to parenthood. And, you know, we, we had four children and at that point, we weren't going to be able to conceive again because of some complications for Terry in, in our uh, fourth um, pregnancy. And, and after that, not long after that, she said, Dan, I just love babies. Let's, let's foster these infants. And, and, and so, you know, I made reference to that earlier, but you know, that led to us um, adopting and and this little guy that became part of our family brought with him this this such a traumatic history that we were so totally unprepared for. And that paralleled for me, his journey really caused me in sort of a initially a backseat uh, position to process a lot of my own history. Huh. And, and and that was the beginning for me. I think that's where your question initially. I hate to yeah. have taken so long to get there, but no. but but that that was the beginning for me of of processing of an openness. Uh, that, that was the awareness and the willingness that I was asking Mo about. I hadn't been aware, and then when I became aware a little bit, I still wasn't willing. I was doing it in the back seat of one of my, you know, watching one of my children process his history. Mm. Brief, five years, six years, but but extremely traumatic. And uh, and so that was the beginning for me. And uh, ultimately, um, yeah, I'll stop there for the moment. Let's I mean, ask the question. Well, I was, was going to say just hearing you say watching your kid process their short history. I mean, I think for all of us as parents, I know I've already said it, but isn't that the invitation that our kiddos are inviting us on is this, they're, they're inviting us into this place, um, this healing, this healing place for ourselves and, and for them. And, um, you know, we're human and this is humanity and this is family and this is hurts and pains and ruptures and repairs. And, yeah. um, it, it's, it's the messiness of relationships and the beauty of relationships. And, um, you know, I'm just, I, I think I'm just sitting here, um, just really, really, um, I mean, to say that this past week wasn't hard for me, I, I don't want to, I mean, it was hard. It was really hard. And yet it was really beautiful. And so, I don't know, Dan, just hearing you say even you're a five-year-old. It doesn't have to be an 18, 19-year-old. It can be a five-year-old. Yeah. That, that yeah, absolutely. Kiddos, and that our kiddos are inviting us to um, to be aware. I read... Um, People that are listening that know me well, they're like, oh, man, Mo has gone really um, internal. Uh, Parissa, um, one of our board members and a friend, shared some things with me. And it was a poem um, called Everything is Waiting for You by David White. And I'm not going to read the whole poem. Um, but one of the lines in it, it says, put down the weight of your aloneness and ease into the conversation. Yeah. And... Um, 
you know, I, th- I think that's the thing about trauma for many of us is that, um, you know, the whole point of that poem is basically how we get, we try to numb it. We try to keep busy with it. We try to keep scrolling and keep busy and all the things that we do to keep it at bay. And we know that at some point um, there will be silence and the silence can be deafening. Um, And I've run from that. I mean, that's my story is just staying busy and, and not addressing it. And I think um, that um, I've just kind of sat, I've sat in the sadness this week instead of moving on, which is not my norm. I've, I've sat in, in, I've, I've, I've tried not to run. I've tried not to numb it. Um, yeah. So, you know, to ease into the conversation, like that line really just struck me as I read it this morning of, um, you know, when, I guess the question was, what do we, <laughs> the whole podcast, what was it, it going to be on our, our trauma and, and the parenting? What, yeah, piece. what we yeah. do when our past yeah. impacts our present. Yeah, and I mean, I just keep, we're in process, but we've got to be in process. We've got to, we've got to be willing to work on our, our, our stuff and, and um, step into that. Our kids need that. The first podcast we the three of us did together called being present i mean it's hard to be present when um we've got things that are in the way for us to 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 fully be attuned in the present so well i just think i mean all, all three of us have have gone through some pretty uniquely difficult things and in different arenas of life and in our time and it's it's forced each of us in different ways, I think, even to have to learn how to walk through stuff and not around it. Um, yesterday, I was I had a small window to go grab a couple of things from the grocery that my wife needed. So I was running back at the office to throw those things in the freezer up here um, before jumping on to record another podcast. And so we, I'm like running up the stairs and I get to the door and we have like a little keypad code, but my hands are completely full. And I, and I didn't do a logical thing where I brought a, like something to hold it all in where I could just set it down and hit the key. And I've got about 14 different items bouncing in my hands. And as I'm trying to punch that code in, I'm trying to only put down the one thing to get a free hand just so I can punch that code in. And sure enough, I, I had to end up putting down all of it before I opened it up to walk in. And it did strike me. Um, and I had shared earlier before we were start recording that Mo and I talked yesterday and it just messed me up. We were talking about today's episode and it, and it struck me that a lot of times I'm coming to my kids while doing 90 other things. I've got a whole bunch of other stuff that I'm holding that I've refused to let go of yet. And so I've only got my, you know, the corner of my pinky finger to offer to them at the moment because I've got too much stuff that I'm, that I'm not willing to put down right now. And, uh, last night, I was able to have moments with two of the kids where I just set everything else down and was just with them for a few minutes and no agenda and and no um, hyper focus on, Hey, it's, it's almost bedtime. We got to get these six things done before we go. And, and like you said, in in a different way, Mo, not, not the best parenting moment in the history of my life, but like just, just one of these sweet moments of like, I would have missed this 30 minutes of us just enjoying each other and, and having a moment to build uh, a, a chunk, a little cog in our relationship wheel that's going to power forward. And um, that, that's kind of the same principle as when we go into, you know, in, into like these exploring our past is the more things we're holding up in front of that, the, the less chance there is that we're going to actually be able to walk through it. And so we've got to be willing to take these things and to set them down to work through them before moving forward. That's a, that's a great picture, JD. Thank you for that. Um, I, I want to add to that, you know, Mo, you said that you made reference to an invitation from my five, six year old and that's a that's an interesting word because it really is an invitation from our children and what that you know when I hear invitation 
I think of something really nice and, and uh, you know, beautiful. And, and the invitation from my children um, has often been uh, mostly expressed through anger and bad behavior. Mm. Um, because that's all they knew how to communicate. And uh, I wasn't early on at a place where I viewed that as an invitation into their journey with them. But it's, it's so clear today that, it, that, you know, the language of that invitation is so often for, for children who've experienced trauma uh, is so often anger and, and behaviors. Um, and, you know, if, if we are healthy enough, have processed enough to be present as we talked about earlier and can recognize the invitation and join them, uh, even in the honesty of our own stuff, then something really beautiful happens in that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I really am appreciative of just hearing you guys talk about this stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's the invitation is never on a calligraphy um, <laughs> right. card, right? It's, right. It, it's never that. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a tantrum. It's, it's a lot of things, but, and, and, you know, I think what has struck me is that, you know, it's, it it was said on a, on an earlier podcast that we've done around trauma, but we've all experienced trauma. Everybody. Yeah. All of us, all of us have. And so, um, this, this invitation is, is not one, it's not one-sided, right? Like it is, it is both of us together as parent and child, um, healing together, which is really beautiful. It is, it is why we need to do our work because, um, I think, um, part of my panic this week was was saying, oh man, uh, I, I just haven't been the best for my daughter. Like I didn't, I didn't, I did not do my work soon enough. Mm. You know, I'm 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 part of what's hitting me this week is regret. Mm. I I did not do my work soon enough that she and I could have done work together. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm having this, this moment of going, ah, my stuff is still getting in the way. And, and ah, I could have just, you know, all those things that I'm just, I'm just feeling. Um, and, you know, Tana, my sweet wife, <laughs> was like, oh, it doesn't end today. We're dropping her <laughs> off at the dorm room. You're like yeah. panicking. Um, but you got time, you know, there's still time. You don't, yeah. it's, you don't just have 18 years. You, you've got, you've got all the things. And so, yeah, you know, I was being flooded with guilt and shame and, and all the stuff that, um, just were getting in my way. And, and at the end of the day, um, that invitation is still there. And, uh, I've just got, there may not be, um, uh, like I don't have physical proximity to my child, but I'm going to fight and I'm going to pursue and I'm going to seek emotional proximity to my child. And um, I will be proactively working that direction, though she's, you know, no longer under my roof, no longer sitting at the dinner table, no longer you know, all the things, but, um, it's, you know, it's not too late for me to continue to pursue. So true. Um, 
you know, Dan, when we were, you were talking earlier uh, and, and you kind of stopped your story at the point talking about being invited into, um, your child, like having, having your child invite you into, um, their history. I wonder if you were, um, early on in your parenting journey, I wonder if you were having to find, or, or if you were finding that, um, your past and what you've gone through with your dad was, was getting in the way of you being able to offer yourself to your, to your kids. Um, and do you feel like that was something that, that you were able to see breakthrough later on? Hmm. That's a, that's good. Um, I, I think that, uh, I was, I was highly motivated you know, to be present, to be a dad, to not be absent, uh, to not abandon. But I also was um, in, in early in, in parenting. Um, I, I was I was much more uh, uh, prescribing to kind of a uh, formula. Uh, of what to do, what not to do, a very performance-oriented, um, you know, uh, thing, things that were, as I look back now, uh, not very relational, uh, not very uh, connected, um, pretty absent of an understanding of emotion and um uh, so 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 that combination was was kind of messy and when i when i began to uh experience uh some some teaching and some uh relationships uh around understanding better uh my emotions and, and how God had created me and, and that those emotions uh, are good and, and there's, there are healthy, there's a healthy anger, there's a sadness. Um, and, and, and that, you know, that in fact was uh, created in me uh, in, in order to, um, to guide me and, and, uh, you know, absent of, of that understanding, I was a mess. Mm. And, um, uh, it, it was really a journey kind of, again, with my wife and with my children, um, to, to come to a place of better understanding those kinds of things and ultimately um you know then uh, finding or experiencing some of the 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 real joys of of the relationships around parenting and even uh, you know just any relationship but uh yeah that that's that was a huge thing for me uh Wow, I love, I love the the thought of those emotions that we've been given, having both you know a positive and negative expression, um, but that the emotions themselves are not uh, good or bad. Sadness is is not good or bad. Now we can have some healthy and some unhealthy expressions, or some good and bad expressions of that sadness or of anger. Um, Mo, we talked about this a lot several years ago, like in on a small on a smaller scale. And, um, I wonder if you would kind of elaborate on that, like as you were starting to kind of learn, you know, that world of exploring your feelings and, and talking through that, um, if you would share some of those discoveries that you're making. Yeah. I mean, so much of us are, so many of us are, um, you know, you're, you're scared of feelings. You know, I, I think if I'm honest, just some of my church or religious hurts and wounds is, is you can't trust your feelings. And I think yeah. they are, yeah. what, what a, 
I think what a, a lie that we've all had to navigate there. And so I think just doing the work of beginning to um, step in and, and feel. And, you know, I, I share the story that, you know, Tana and I had four kiddos and, and offered adoption. And I said, we were done adopting because man, I needed to work on relationships with my kids. And I just needed to, I, I needed to understand my feelings and, yeah. and, and, and so that I could be fully present with my kids. And, you know, for those that have sat through parenting classes and I probably shared it on a podcast, like I have been sharing like, yes, I did all this feelings work and like, like I had arrived, yeah, you know? Right, right. And um, I, I think this past week, just the reality is, man, it is a process, Yeah. but beginning to understand that, there is a righteous anger. There is an anger that drives us toward, you know, being passionate and the things that we want to be about. And there is a healthy fear that, um, that is good for us. And, and, yeah. you know, that even, even loneliness, uh, you know, if I can just say the, the loneliness that I felt this week, um, has made me seek, uh, intimacy and depth of relationships that I wouldn't have without sitting yeah. in that relationship. So there is a, really good. there is a gift in the, the feelings. Um, and I think for so many of us, and I, I'm going to speak broadly here of stereotypically, oftentimes men do not step into those areas. Yeah. And I always joke what it, you know, what it, what it takes me a week to do, you know, my wife feels before she has her morning coffee every morning, right? Like right. it's just this slower process for some of us, yeah. but, but that's, um, I mean, that's the good work right there. Yeah. That's the good work. If you're listening, going, man, whoa, you know, how do I take a step toward my child? How do I connect it? I think so much of it, it's right there around, um, learning to step into your feelings and process those feelings and help your children process those feelings and develop a culture at home in your, you know, organization or whatever it is to where it's just, it's just good. That's like Tom always says, this is the good stuff right here. The, yeah. These are the conversations. These are yeah. the places that we, we need to go as humans and, you know, when we talk about pursuing our kiddos, what I want to say is you got to pursue your heart first because that's what we're giving our kids. And, yes. and that's, that's, yes. and so yes. I just, um, it, and, but I want to say this too, those that we've all experienced trauma and for, for some of us that have, um, I mean, it, it's hard to trust. It's hard to, there's just some things that for, for all of us that have happened in our past that, that, that it's easier to just put up walls. It's easier. It's scary. It yeah. is absolutely scary to sit down and, and to begin to try to find your heart. Right. And, and so I don't sit here saying, oh, just do this. Go pursue your heart. It's easy. Right. It hasn't been easy for me. Yeah. And and that reality became apparent this past week for myself. And, you know, Lord willing, I can sit here 10 years from now, 15 years from now. And uh, my kids will be able to say, you know, dad, continue to move it forward. Yeah. And continue to show up and was far from perfect. But together, we began to step into these areas. Yeah. Around things. Yeah. Uh, you said a lot. You said a lot, Mo, and um, uh, I, I believe that my uh, greatest moments uh, have have been uh, with my wife and and children uh, when I've been able to feel and and. And to be honest, and uh, even even the the past brokenness, like what you experienced, that that locked you up briefly, uh, 
even those moments have have uh, resulted in stronger. It's kind of the rupture repair, mm-hmm. but but yeah. stronger connection as we uh, are able to to really just be honest um, and, and aware enough to be honest. Um, that's that's really healing for me to to hear you share those things and be reminded mo yeah me too well i you know i think you know and i'm also sitting here just super um i just have great empathy and um compassion for those that have experienced such deep trauma that the thought of being vulnerable um opening your heart yeah that that that's really scary and hard and and so you know i i just i just continue to say to give grace for where we are today and for each of us to be able to to take the next next step that we can take and for some people that might be a big leap for some people that just may be a little inch forward but um uh, I, I think our, our, I think our kiddos need us to take whatever step we can take. Uh, I think we need to be able to take those steps. And I think we just take those gingerly, graciously. Mm-hmm. And we just try to take the next best step for our kiddos and for ourselves. All right. Yeah. And then we just remember to keep doing that. Right. I think that that might be one thing that is, uh, I think it's equal parts exciting and daunting as a parent is, is if you're coming on the heels of doing a lot of this work of like, and Dan, you, you said, I think one of the key words, and, and maybe this is personality driven. So maybe this is more me. It hits me more than it does other, other people. But, um, but just the, the total and complete honesty of where you're at without filtering, without trying to make it sound better or worse, like being able to communicate exactly where you're at um, and exactly what you're dealing with it, for me is one of the hardest things on earth. And, um, at the, you know, a moment where, uh, I'd say like, you know, several years ago, I just had a moment as a family where I, I just, I felt like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Like, I don't know if I can keep parenting here because I don't seem to be having any kind of answers and I'm so screwed up myself. I can't even get out of my own way. And why would I want these kids to follow my example going forward anyways? And then being reminded, well, they're also going to have their own flaws. They're also going to have their own faults. And they're also going to have to figure out how in these moments to, to somehow put one foot in front of the other and, and keep moving forward at some point. So what if those flaws are really a gift for me to then have gone before them and show them the way to walk forward? And I think, you know, you remember that, Remember, like, it's not a one-time thing. It's right. it's not. We right. don't we don't deal with our past, and then you know get to put on the on the display case and and walk away from it. Humanity wakes up every morning. Yes, it is. It's back at them. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Uh, well, guys, y'all have any last thoughts on this? You know, any kind of closing thoughts on this as we um, as we get ready to head out. Um, yeah, I, I would say this, um, that, uh, that place of pursuing, uh, someone you trust, a safe place to process, like Mo said in the very beginning, I've got to process this some more. Well, what does that mean? Um, you know, there was a time when I would have heard that and really not known what that might mean. Right. And I, I think there's a list of things that it can mean. And it's it's the sum of a few of them or all of them. But it's like it's going and talking to someone. It's It's having a relationship that there is someone who fits that calling. Right. That, in my life that I can talk to. It might be my spouse. It might not be. Um, 
It, it might be a counselor, but it might be a friend. And that gets, um, you know, that in itself is a process. But that's part of processing is someone you trust to talk to. That's huge for me. And, and I'm very blessed to have uh, a few men that I'm in that kind of relationship with. And then there's my wife. And, and of course, and, um, and, and just being honest. And, you know, I, I don't mean to throw this out there in, a, in an irresponsible way, but, but, but prayer and, 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 and really being before the Lord I mean, I think that gets, um, you know, referenced sometimes in ways that assumptions are made, but, but, yeah. but just brutal honesty and, um, uh, you know, I, for me, sometimes it just means breathing. It, it means stopping. Sometimes I've just got to stop because I, I, I'll recklessly keep going in and making a bigger mess and, yeah. and creating trauma. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's, it's being able to stop and pull back and, you know, not, not forcing things that, uh, that can, can potentially be hurtful. Um, to others and myself. Mm. Um, so, so just, I don't know, there's, there's a, a list of things here that are proactive um, for me, uh, but I, I really appreciate getting to hear you guys and talk with you and uh, it, it's helpful. Yeah. I mean, this is yet yeah, likewise, Dan, I mean, it's just the, you just said brutal honesty. Yeah. And I think that's, um, that's what we, that's what, that's what I long for. <laughs> yeah. I long for the real, I long, I mean, I, I will say that, that the Lord drove me to my knees this week and, and got the fullness of me and all of me and the raw honesty of me. I've had, I've fallen apart with friends and, and to have those people that I can just sit at their dinner table and, and just fall apart with. And, yeah. and, and so yeah, and, and maybe that's going to a counselor, maybe maybe whatever, whatever, wherever you are, whatever place you are to have those people. But I mean, just gut-wrenching honesty. I mean, that's where I am. Yeah. Like the fullness of who I am and take me for who I am and no candy coating for who I am. Like this yeah. is where I am. And and this is this is my my anger. This is my joy. This is my on and on and on. Take it take it. This is me and the fullness. And, and so the, you know, the gift, I walk away with just, again, I know I've said it, but just the gift that my daughter gave me, she mm. has, she has, she has given me this massive gift yeah. of, of finding my heart and reinvigorating my heart and my, my passion for health and healing for myself and for all of us. And so such a gift that I just can't, I just can't, you know, overstate it or understate it or all the, all the things, you know? So yeah, do the work, do the work, whatever step you can take, do the work. Yeah. I, my only thing to add as we close is just, I mean, both of y'all mentioned it, but just that brutal honesty and then time, time for yourself to be able to, to think, and probably the honesty comes first. And, and for me, a lot of times the healthiness is in writing it down. If I can write down those things and see them with my own eyes. And sometimes there's a, I will, sometimes I will be a weirdo. I will sit in the car by myself, nobody else around. And I'll read out whatever, whatever I just wrote out loud. And I, I'm sure that there's a scientific connection that we could ask, you know, some people smarter than us about. But there is a, there is a deep power, I believe, in you hearing the, the narrative that you're telling yourself yeah, and yeah. being able to pick out the lies in it and be able to pick out the things that are not true there. And then to be able to go, oh, well, and, and so that's, that's where the other people come in because a lot of times we'll say something to somebody else and seeing their faces as we're sharing it with them helps us to validate and go, 
Oh, yeah, that's actually not true. I, I've been holding on to this this whole time. That's actually not true. But if we don't, if we don't give ourselves time, and and look, we're talking about parents. Not many of us. Like time is is more precious than gold for so many of us, right? Right. right. I, yesterday, during the middle of this sports, you know, uh, caravan yesterday afternoon, I stopped. I had thirty minutes of my son's football practice before I had to go make our next pickup, and instead of just popping out of the car and going over and, you know, yucking it up with all the parents. I, I sat there in the parking lot where I could see practice happening and kept the radio off, kept podcasts off, kept that, just sat in total silence and wrote where I was at out for a second. And I read it and I felt like a million bucks. And it was, I might've I might spent 15, 20 minutes of just total silence and thinking. And when I say it right now, it sounds like, well, that's, everybody's got 15 minutes to spare, right? Like it, it made the next eight hours the easiest. Yeah. I mean, I was, I had so much joy going to grab him from practice and going to get the other ones. And, and that moment I mentioned in the beginning of, this, of the show, just like having that sweet moment with one of my kids last night would not have happened without those 15 yeah. minutes. And so, um, make time when you can. And, um, and yeah, this is guys, I appreciate all of y'all and, uh, and thank you for coming on. Hopefully, Dan, we'll we can get your computer working on this one, and we'll we'll make this one the most listened to episode coming up. <laughs> uh, thanks, guys. You know, uh, JD, I think a lot of what you mean by the time is being kind to yourself, extending mm-hmm. grace to yourself, um, and because when you followed up with what you did with that time, yeah, is you extended grace to yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, bless you guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Dan. Well, a big thanks again to Dan and Mo for joining us. And um, it, it just is never gets old hearing somebody um, be honest and, and sincere about where they're at. And so uh, obviously um, that was uh, just, man, really powerful stuff and and really grateful for both of them. Uh, This whole series has been really good. We we continue it next week um, with this, with a, uh, I said about said a session, uh, felt like a therapy session, but an interview with um, a uh, good friend of ours who we will remain, uh, keep, we'll keep them anonymous for now, but um, just a great, great conversation next week um, about uh, another topic in this series, in the We're All Human series. I'm just trying to spoil everything. I'm just not going to. So uh, you got to tune in next week. But uh, again, a huge thank you to Dan Coley for being willing to join us and being willing just to share straight from the heart and share some really tough things. Um, and uh, just same for Mo. Just really grateful for both of them. So uh, for Kyle Wright, who edits and engineers all of our audio, for Tad Jewett, the creator of the music behind the Empowered to Connect podcast, I'm J.D. Wilson, and we'll see you next week on the ETC Podcast.